0: Do you love the story of the star that the shepherds saw on the night that Jesus was born? We're talking a little about why we love that story so much and also a story of people who saw that same star that you may not have heard before. It's one of my very favorite Christmas stories, but did you know there's a new star this year? Yes, a new Christmas star that will be visible tonight from anywhere in the world where skies are clear. I hope you enjoy these three short but true stories and that you feel the Christmas spirit, the spirit of Christ, as you listen to them. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Christmas.
0: I'm here with Neil, and we are going to talk about three stars. Well, kind of technically two stars, but three stories of a star. So... Actually, though, first, are you in the mood for like a little tiny joke?
1: Bring it on. Okay.
0: Okay. Ready for this? I read this today. I thought this was super funny. There were no cars in biblical times. Bible says in Acts 2, chapter 2, they were all in one accord.
1: Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) One accord. You're not laughing. Uh, Ready for one more?
1: Sure. This is where, are you getting this from our girls? Our girls love (laughs) love to tell jokes.
0: They love to tell jokes, but I saw this on Instagram yesterday, I think. My wife wanted a tree in every room of the house, but I said, no, that's too much. So we compromised and there's a tree in every room.
1: (laughs) Nice. That sounds like our house.
0: (laughs) That's not true because I wanted a Christmas tree. I wanted...
1: You wanted four. I wanted four this year. We settled for three.
0: And we settled for three. I'm just... I so guess. I compromise.
1: I, I, wow. Thank you. <laughs> You're generous. welcome.
0: You're welcome. Okay. In all seriousness, we are going to talk about not just three or four Christmas trees, but actual three stars. So let's start off with the most well-known star in the whole wide world, probably. Do you want to briefly tell that story or do you want me to, or what do you want to do?
1: Um, We should have thought this part out. Sure. I would love to hear you tell it. Tell us more about it.
0: Okay. I hope I don't butcher this. But basically, there were shepherds working in a field and they saw a star. And actually, I'm so used to the King James Version of the Bible where it says, and they were sore afraid, right? Yes. Yes. And one year I was on a cruise with my parents and all we could find was another version of the Bible and we cracked it open. We were reading it on Christmas morning and it said, and they were scared.
1: <laughs> and, and that threw you off.
0: I, I still think of that. but oh, That's what
1: sore afraid means. Either way, same, yeah. It's the same concept.
0: Either yeah. way, it was just funny because I, I had never heard that version. But yeah, they, these shepherds saw a start and it frightened them because they You know, I'm sure I would be afraid too, if I saw a star that was shining brighter than any other star I had ever seen, especially in those times when they were not used to a star that would illuminate basically the whole sky and an angel appeared to them and said, fear not, behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, Mm -hmm. which shall come to you.
1: Wow, I'm impressed at your memorization <laughs> uh, abilities.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm trying here. I, I should just open it up in my scriptures. But anyway, so, um, you know, the angel tells these shepherds that there's a baby that's going to be born, you know, and he'll be the savior of the world. And so these sh- these shepherds follow the star and they find in Mary and Joseph and the baby in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. And... That is that is the story that we all know and love so dearly if you are a Christian and you believe in Jesus Christ and His miraculous birth. And I have actually been thinking a lot about that because, you know, I think with any religion or any faith-based belief, I think it's easy to kind of, you know, poke holes in different stories or whatever, um, especially in—I feel like in our church, people will— love to like dramatize certain things, but really even that story of, you know, a version for a child who was the savior of the world, who was a perfect man and made no mistakes his whole life. And, and yet it's the reality that makes my whole life what it is. I feel like, you know, that's what I center my whole life on. And so in some people's eyes, maybe that seems crazy. And for me, it's, what centers and grounds everything that I do. So I love that story of the star because, you know, you can think there's so much symbolism there on, you know, light and something in a sky of darkness. There was like this light that symbolized here's the savior who's come to save the world, you know, a little baby. So do you have anything to add to that before we move on to the next star story?
1: I'm just thinking about, ah, there was a talk and I'm trying to remember exactly which one, but it basically one of the, the leaders of our church was talking about, I, yeah, I don't have it off the top of my head, but just the idea of how long it takes light to get from, um, you know, from a like standpoint of like the universe, how long it takes light to get to the earth from like light years away, you know, Mm -hmm. and, 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 um, and so they just kind of drew the correlation of being able, like God being in control of the entire universe in such a way that, you know, you could set up perfect timing at these different times, especially this being like the most important one um, of Christ coming to the earth. So just the fact that that star aligned perfectly with the birth of Christ, like what went into that, you know, it was pretty amazing to, to think about. Um, so just kind of a cool, I don't know, just in the the prophesying of Jesus Christ, all the prophets talked about it. It was, you know, how amazing that was like hundreds or even thousands of years before it happened, mm-hmm. they were talking about it. And then all of these sequence of events rolls out and how cool that is that, that, that prophecy is fulfilled.
0: So speaking of prophecies being fulfilled, do you want to tell our second story that may be a little less known? Unless you're a member of our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you may not have heard this story before, but it's one of my favorite stories.
1: Yes. So the Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ. So it's about the people in the American continent from about 600 BC to 400 AD. So um, it's just, the testimony of the people on the American continent versus the the Bible talks about the people in Jerusalem and the surrounding areas. So the people on the American continent saw the same star. They had the same experiences like there, you know, there were were believers in Jesus Christ on that continent at that time that had been told about Jesus Christ. Uh, The signs surrounding his birth and so there's there's this uh,
0: well to give a like tiny bit of context too and Neil laughed at me the first time that I actually read the Book of Mormon. Seriously, when I was 28 and I was like, wait a minute, wait. Wait. So, Lehi and his family, they lived in like like Israel, like that area, and then they got on a boat, and that's the boat, that's the boat that Nephi makes, and then they get on the boat and they go across the sea and that's how they end up in America. And Neil's was like, "Yes, Corinne. Yes. Have have you been going to church your whole life? I don't know why those it things did not takes click a into place, to
1: put it all together."
0: But anyway, embarrassing, but true. I did not put that in all into context until I was 28 years old. But that's how that's what we believe, how a lot of those beliefs and prophecies and and all of that came over to the American continent. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So like um, this guy, Lehi lived in Jerusalem um, with his family he was and, a descendant
0: of Joseph and yeah. the amazing Technicolor dream coach and they story. all believed
1: they like you know read from the what we would know know as the Bible or like the Old Testament followed the you know the traditions and and the beliefs in there the prophecies and so they knew all of this stuff left Jerusalem. Yeah, you know, sailed across to the Americas, set up a civilization, um, and then you've got kind of these two civilizations, the Nephites and the Lamanites, and they're always kind of at odds with each other um, at different points. But um, at the time that finally there, there's this this prophet. He's kind of like the one. Um, the one Lamanite prophet, uh, most of the time the Nephites are the groups that are like the group that's f- really uh, believers, believers mm-hmm. and following Jesus Christ. they have you know prophets among them. but at this point in the Book of Mormon, kind of towards the end the Nephites are actually they're struggling. they're not in their beliefs, they're kind of turning away and then the Lamanites are doing really good as far as being more believers. So there's this prophet Samuel jumps up on this wall, um, kind of tells them hey, you know, pull things together, repent of your sins, Jesus Christ is going to come to the earth. And he talks about this star that they're going to see. And he talks about before the star appears, there's going to be a day and a night and a day that will be as one day. So basically the sun is, is not going to set. It's going to be light all night. And, um, and everyone, you know, they're like, whatever, you know, they're shooting arrows at this guy. They're, they're, they're like, you know, get out of here.
0: Not everyone, but a great majority. A lot. Most of of the
1: people, the Nephites at that time. Right. Um, so, you know, later on down the road, like the time's kind of coming up, you know, he gives a pretty specific timetable and, and he begins to, you know, people are starting to be like, all right, what's. You know, what's going on with this sign? This guy said that this sign was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, your sign? Where where <laughs> is it? You know, let's let's see your sign. And people began to kind of like mock the believers and they said, like, look, this your pro you know, this prophet said this was gonna happen and we're not seeing anything. What's going on? And and the so much so that they basically were like, Okay, like if your sign does not happen, we're gonna kill all of you. Mm-hmm. Like they were so hard hearted. They're like, Un- unless we see this star and this day and a night and a day that shall be as one day, we're going to kill all the believers. So the prophet at the time, his name's Nephi, goes and prays and and basically is like, what do we do? You know, what, you know, what would you have us have us do? And so, you know, really crazy set of circumstances. And um He gets this kind of revelation back from God. He he hears God speak back to him and he just basically says here in verse, this is in third Nephi chapter one, verse 13 in the Book of Mormon says, lift up your head and be of good cheer for behold, the time is at hand. And on this night shall the sign be given. And on the morrow come I into the world, so this is Jesus Christ speaking, um, to show unto the world that I will fulfill all of which I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophets. So he basically says, hey, don't worry about it, I'm, I'm coming into the world. And so this happens. So there, there um, it says here, and it came to pass that the words which came unto Nephi were fulfilled. According as they had been spoken, for behold, at the going down of the sun there was no darkness, and the people began to be astonished because there was no darkness when the night came. And, and it, I mean, I think if I was, I would either way, I'd kind of be freaking out, like, mm-hmm. be like whoa, like if I was a, you know, I'm a believer, or I consider myself obviously a believer, so I'd be like, wow, like the how st- powerful and affirming, like this is here, you know, how amazing. And then obviously, if you're not a believer, you're like. Uh, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, like I was a total naysayer. I well, you know, whatever. I've gotta, you know, change my change my ways here.
0: Yeah, but they got over that really fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. The I,
0: non-believers, they were like scared for a minute and then they went right they're
1: back. They're like, to, Oh, you yeah. could've they could have guessed a few things that, you know, they whatever. Totally. It kind of ex- made, you know, excuses for it.
0: But still, my what I love so much about this story is that the same star that shone for those shepherds in the field that they were afraid, you know, they, they were afraid. And then the angel came and said, fear not that same exact star saved the lives of these believers in the American continent. And I just think that is so cool that the same beautiful star had that effect on two different groups of people.
1: And to your to your point, it says in verse twenty twenty-one, and it came to pass that also a new star did appear according to the word. And so and I love how it says like it that um everything came to pass, that every wit, like every little thing they said was going to happen happened. Mm-hmm. Um and how powerful that is, I think is is really cool. Just just how powerful The signs leading up to Christ were, and then if even, you know, if you look at the, some of the prophecies about Jesus Christ, you got prophets like Isaiah and some of these other prophets that are really specific about what Christ will do and what, why that's important and, and like exactly what's going to be happened or what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it happens exactly to their, you know, to their point and what they prophesy about, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. And then you just see the, I mean, you got to read it, but you got to, you got to see like what happens to the believers and the really cool things that unfold in the book of Mormon following that star appearing. But, um, you got to read it yourself, I guess, if you haven't read it yet, but I, so is there anything else you want to share about that before we move on to the third star story?
1: Um, no, I, I just I love that story just because there is this kind of there's a deliverance that these people are are putting so much faith into this, like this star, this prophecy. I mean, that would have taken, you know, it's it just would have taken a lot of faith, especially if your life is on the line. You're like, OK, I'm going to put my faith in this thing. Is this going to happen? Um, And I think that in a lot of ways we're, we're the same today. We, we put our faith in, you know, those who believe in God or Jesus Christ or a plan or whatever there there's opposition. There's a lot of times, I mean, even right now where it's like, okay, I believe that, you know, things are going to work out, but the world's crazy. It's all this stuff's breaking loose with what we've been through the last year, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how long or how, how strong can my faith be? And, and, you know, can I keep, uh, keep that belief up and, and stay focused in doing what I know I need to be doing. And, and, um, and I, and so it's just kind of a powerful story of somebody really staying with their faith. And then the, the blessing of seeing that rewarded through things happening Um, and being a part of and being able to see the new star, the sign, um, the events associated with the birth of Christ.
0: I do feel a kinship with The believers in the Book of Mormon, because like you say, I feel like there are so many parallels between what we're living now and what they lived through. But I find it almost even more inspiring that they were believers in a man who had not yet been born, right? Like they believed in the infinite atonement of Jesus Christ. They believed in the concept of a savior who would come and in his teachings that he would teach. And like that to me is... So inspiring because so I thought it was really interesting when you and I watched the documentary, A Case for Christ. Well, no, I don't know that it's totally a documentary, but it's a movie based on a true story. And it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is, but A Case for Christ is a movie about this guy who is a total self declared atheist and he was a journalist. And then His wife kind of decides that she's going to become a Christian. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We agreed to not be religious people when we got married. But she was like, sorry, this is what I am feeling drawn to. I think there was something that happened with one of their children where they almost died. And so then this journalist goes to prove that Christ never existed or that he was, you know, didn't perform miracles or that nothing that the Bible said actually happened. And in trying to disprove Christ, he becomes, this like total converted believer, because he basically comes to the conclusion that there's, it's impossible to have, you know, he's, he's like the most, um, well-documented person of his time to have lived and performed miracles and had this greatest impact on humankind. And it's really, really cool. But anyway, to me, I'm like, yeah, we're, anyone who considers themselves a Christian, you do have to kind of stand up to the world standards now, because I feel like as time goes on, it gets less and less, quote unquote, cool to be a believer in Jesus Christ. But how much more faith would you have had to have in the time before Jesus was even born? Like that to me is even more inspiring and just so faith-filled. You would have to have been such a person of faith, you know, and of really sound faith to believe in someone who had not even been born yet. Like that, that to me is so cool.
1: Yeah. I've thought a lot about that. Like, it's one thing we have evidence and that's kind of what the case for Christ Mm -hmm. talks about is like, there is record. We have on record, like, hey, there was a Jesus Christ.
0: And so many different people. And
1: like three, you've got Mm -hmm. different apostles, all of the gospels in the New Testament. It's like different witnesses of and their accounts of the same miracles mm-hmm. and all of these people and in all of this evidence that we have. But imagine these people, you know, before Christ came, like there's the only evidence they have is like prophecy from prophets, like the word of some guy, basically, you know, initially, not just some guy, but like, it would be easy to look at that at the time and just be like, oh, this, you know, this preacher is just in the street talking about this stuff, like... That's all you have to go off of. Um, and so, but these people believed and obviously they felt something and obviously these people were true prophets right. and, and the spirit was there and confirmed to them like, Hey, this is, this is actually going to happen. Right. And people had visions and all of these remarkable things that allowed that faith. But, you know, that, that's a whole different ballgame when you actually don't have any um, record.
0: But what, to go back to what you just said, they, they felt something. They felt that, you know, the Spirit witnessed to them truth. And that's why so many people became converted in that time, you know, before Jesus Christ came, not even just in the Book of Mormon, but, you know, all the people who believed in Jesus in the Bible before he was born as well, you know, all the believers there and in the Old Testament and everything. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, really, really such a cool concept to think of. But now to take it to more modern times, my mom sent me this article that I just was like so wowed by. And reading to Neil, we were um, on a little like mini road trip the other day. And I was like, I have got to read this to you. This is insane. This is so amazing. And just was kind of having a little mini freak out about how cool this was. So, um, this week Forbes published an article titled a spectacularly rare Christmas star is coming in December as two worlds align after sunset. So this is going to happen today, December 21st, the day that this comes out, this podcast episode comes out. Um, Astronomer at Rice University explains that on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn will align for the first time since the Middle Ages to become one super bright point of light. So then they say you'd have to go all the way back to just before dawn on March 4th, 1226, to see a closer alignment between these objects visible in the night sky. On December 21st, 2020, when the two planets will be separated by less than the apparent diameter of a full moon, Jupiter and Saturn's orbital resonance is such that they will align in a great conjunction. A conjunction is when two objects line up in the sky. It's thought by some, including legendary German astronomer Johannes Kepler, that the Star of Bethlehem and the Story of the Magi or Three Wise Men could have been a rare triple conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Venus." The rare celestial event will be observable anywhere on Earth where skies are clear. So you can, wherever you are, as long as you have clear skies, you will be able to see this star tonight. The planets will appear low in the western sky for about an hour after sunset as viewed from the northern hemisphere. And though they'll be closest on December 21st, 2020, you can look each evening that week. Oh, I just like feel the spirit. I feel chills like reading that and getting so excited about how... Are you kidding me? After this year from you nowhere (laughs) that we've all experienced, I don't, I literally don't know a single person who's like, yeah, 2020 has been an awesome year. I mean, I think everyone in their own way has had an extremely challenging year. I just think it is such a beautiful gift that Heavenly Father would give us this star, like a star that's going to, you know, appear, be super bright and and be here for the whole week. I mean, how amazing and super cool is that? It's just feels so similar. And the week of Christmas too. I mean, I just feel like to go back to one of my very favorite quotations by um, David A. Bednar, I believe in the work of the Lord. There is no such thing as coincidence.
1: I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah. That's wild to think of the alignment there. That's just crazy.
0: So let's read about the Christmas star. So uh, Luke chapter 21, we read um, about the signs preceding the second coming of the Savior. So listen to this. Verse 7, And when they asked him, saying, Master, but where shall these things be? And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. I think we've seen all of these things this year, including way more earthquakes than we've ever seen. Yeah. But before all these They shall lay in their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before the kings and rulers for my name's sake, and it shall turn to you for a testimony. So the person that wrote this article just talks about, you know, doesn't this sound like 2020, like the the pestilences, the wars, the fearful signs. So it's just really interesting to see that there's all those signs, but also um, that there's a great science from heaven and maybe that's this Christmas star on December 21st. So I, what do you think of, first of all, Neil was like, wait, is that real?
1: <laughs> you never, you <laughs> he never literally know. asked
0: me, wait, is that real? And I was like, okay, Forbes published it. Our church published it and Upworthy published it. I mean, this is one of those, well, like, yeah. it, it's just being published and republished over and over by pretty reputable
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's all I wanted to know is, so, is what source, because you can get your, some of those crazy. But what crazy. are your thoughts about this? I think, well, I think it's amazing. I think that, it, again, it um, there was a leader of our church, Elder uh, Maxwell. Um, I'm trying to remember his profession. I, I want to say... Um, was he, was he a scientist of some sort? But I mean, he would just get into these, these concepts and these theories, but basically again, how amazing that is. Like the, you know, the scriptures talk about the stars, um, and their alignment in the the earth and all these things that God has created. Like he is over them all and has the power to, you know, direct, all of these amazing things that happen. And so it just comes back to like God being in the details. And I think we forget that. Uh-huh. And I forget that all the time. Like I think it's just, and especially when things are hard, that's always the question that I've, I've gotten from other people. I got it on my mission all the time or, people going through different challenges. It's like, well, how could this happen? You know, go, where's God? Like, what, what's That's going what on? We what we
0: talked about in our last episode. Yeah, totally. it's
1: like, why is this happening? And you can't tell me, you know, you can't tell me there's a God. Look at what, you know, and they'll cite some crazy, you know, catastrophe that just happened or something very tragic. And I think it's just amazing to see something like this. Um, I don't know. It, it, it kind of, for me, can can be taken as that sign of like, Hey, I'm here. Like I am here. It's it's not just, um, you know, this is a sign that then God is with us. Um, So it's, it's really powerful. I I think that that's kind of my thought on that.
0: Yeah. I want to read one more thing and I'm so grateful for, hold on, let me go to the top of this to see who wrote this. Oh, just says Angela, whoever Angela is that put this article together about the star I love that she also included this quotation from our prophet, President Nelson, where he promised us that our brightest days are yet ahead and the Lord will perform some of his greatest miracles. I swear he says mightiest miracles. He said in his conference talk, I think that he will perform some of his mightiest miracles before he comes again. And some of those miracles will be in your lives. If you wonder if happy days will ever return, I assure you that they will. Your children will yet have many opportunities to grow and progress, and your families may enjoy a promising future. That's from uh, Russell M. Nelson, who's the president of our church and who we believe is the prophet right now who gets direct revelation from God. And I just think like what what a beautiful promise and what a beautiful sign from Heavenly Father that, yeah, we've experienced really hard things. I mean, Neil and I were also just saying the other day in the car, we don't know any other time where we've heard of more personal heartache with, you know, families splitting up, marriages ending. Um, We've had a couple of kids who have taken their lives in our community recently. Just really, really tough things that have come from this, you know, dumpster fire year of 2020. Um, But yeah, I think that, you know, Heavenly Father, this is to me, this is just such a beautiful sign to us that, hey, I am still aware of you. I love you. I'm here. And yes, you're going through really hard things, but really good things are coming too. I love that. And I think that if we watch and if we have, again, eyes to see and ears to hear, we will see that Jesus is still performing miracles and that he is alive and, you know, here to show us that he's, he's here and that he's going to come again. So I, and we did a podcast episode earlier in the year, I think it was early in 2020, where I talked about the earthquakes that happened in Utah. And then there were some that happened here in California and there were, some all over the world. And I talked about how it almost made me a little bit excited that oh my gosh, I think Jesus is closer to coming. And it was funny, someone, I can't remember if it was a direct message or an email, but they said, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, is she going there? Yeah, she's going there. She's <laughs> she's gonna say that she thinks that Christ is coming. And I don't think he's like you know, I don't necessarily think that we're going to wake up on December 21st, the day that this podcast goes live and that he's going to appear that day or, I mean, he could. But um, but I think that just like in these scripture stories that we shared today, that there are signs and there are things that we've been told in the scriptures to watch out for And I think they are happening. And I think that the second coming, there's a reason why it's called a great and dreadful day. And I think for some, it will be dreadful, just like those people in the Book of Mormon that were afraid when they saw the star and went, oh my gosh, we have been naysaying this and we were wrong and this star is here. And then there will be people who, it will be deliverance to them and and excitement and joy and knowing that the Savior is, going to come and he's coming and, and then he's going to be here. He is going to come, it is going to happen, just like the scriptures say. And so if we can look for those signs and be believers in our heart and in our minds and in our actions, then we're going to be carried through these hard times and know and have that extra power that God is showing us signs that he is going to send Christ back to come and and deliver us once again, and I'm so excited for that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to take away from that. <laughs> that was amazing, um, what you just said. And honestly, I I can't add anything to it. That was so cool.
0: Well, go see the star. Let us know if you see it. Thanks for being here. We we love you. We appreciate you and the goodness that you contribute to this community and to this podcast. That. If you haven't heard my story that was waking me up in the middle of the night because out of a dead sleep, because I knew it was important to share these truths and these messages that aren't necessarily super popular right now, but they need to be shared. So um, we're just grateful that you took the time to listen and that you are part of our little family here. So thank you for that. And Merry, Merry Christmas to you.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages.